The Overcome and Conquer show is presented by The Project. The Project is a full immersion, 75-hour experience designed for men who know in their core they are not living up to their fullest potential. Rather than waking up every morning ready to dominate life, the mediocre man rolls out of bed and slides into the same unfulfilling routine they've unhappily been in for way too long. The project is for men that have lost their internal flame and motivation to conquer. It's for men living an unfulfilling life that lacks excitement and purpose. Sound familiar? Then listen up. The project is specifically designed to challenge you mentally and physically. We push you to the ledge of self-limiting beliefs and prove you've got much more in the tank. We kill the bitch and unleash the beast. We uncover the demons that hold you back and turn extreme pain into superpowers to dominate life. In the end, we turn mediocre men into modern day knights. We forge a brotherhood and bond that levels you up as a better husband, father, and friend. But the project is not for every man. In fact, it's not for most. For men who are okay with being in a rut and achieving less than their fullest potential, the project isn't for you. If you're not willing to put in the work to fix what isn't working, the project isn't for you. However, if you're done white-knuckling it through life, living one day at a time with no sense of purpose, and are willing to do what it takes to improve, the project holds the key to unlocking the next chapter. Graduates of the project join a brotherhood of modern-day knights and become the authors of their destiny. They have their fire reignited and reclaim dominance over their family, fitness, finances, and faith. If this resonates with you and you want to learn more, we encourage you to apply today at www.mdkproject.com forward slash OC show. Everybody wants to be on top of the mountain. The problem nowadays is people want to get dropped off at the top of the hill and look down. It's that I overcome mindset that makes all the difference. See, the way we're taught is you're going to claw, you're going to scratch, you're going to bite, you're going to dig, you're going to do whatever it takes to get to the top of that mountain. That unequivocally is how I have managed to keep myself moving forward and finding success. Two seals, one mission. Overcome and Conquer Show. And welcome back to the Overcome and Conquer Show. We are on a run. You know, I got to tell you, though, this show has been so much fun. I, I feel like it's it's like a happily married couple, man. It's still like it's still like we're in the honeymoon phase. Baby, being with me, it's always a honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> still, I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah. I don't even know what to say to that. It's, it's, this train's been rolling since what? There's a lot of X-rated things happening 94? Right now, yeah, so. we've been on no, this. No, that is true. You've been you've been part of heaven since 94. I've been, I've been on the, I've been trained. Wait, what? Yeah. What? So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even want to go back to the Smurf crew, the days you and mm. I went through Hell Week together, the cuddling on the beach. I want to kiss you all over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was so good. Some long, cold nights. Yes, it was. Mm. But uh, thank God you were, uh, you were a great cuddler. I was gentle. So, But, dude, we have been on a run. There's yeah. been a lot of good things yep. happening. Uh, we are well into the new year now. And, uh, dude, we've been out there. I've been speaking. Overcome's doing great. You're working on your new book. Working on the new book. Yeah, right what, now. What are, we, what are we doing? Well, it's a self-help book. I'm not going to give you the title just yet. And we know? don't want to let the cat out of the bag. Because the reality is it can, it can it always, always change. change but it it's a change. self-help book. You know, I, it's, it's, you know, the Navy SEAL book. I'm not a war hero. It's just a book with... You know, I, I literally want to call it fail till you succeed um, because that's what it's about. It's about all my I love that. trials, tribulations, and fuck ups um, 
to get me where I've gotten. And I think a lot of people, it's a book that's going to be relatable to people. It's going to be raw in your face. Um, it's, it's a level above Dr. Seuss, but it's not a, you know, it's not your book. It's, it's a good in between. It's a lighter read, but it's, it's fun. And it's, it's going to be eye-opening and sm- it's, it, your book is amazing. Can I read it in a box? You might be able to. Can I to. read it with a fox? <laughs> Can I read it here? Can I read it there? <laughs> Can I read it anywhere? <laughs> Keep going. You're like, I hate you. I was trying to find a word to rhyme that's an, an asshole move, but I got nothing good. <laughs> hey, it's all good, man. And people need that. And the thing is, man, there's so many people out there, the people that follow me that yep. say, God, I love listening to Ray. You know, raw in your face. He tells it like it is. And that's what people love that. Yeah, my filter is me you know broken yeah it's, it's been like this since <laughs> 1972 exist. you that's love what me makes you me. you yeah. though it's but, what makes you you but we're doing good things and that's what's important amen you know? amen let's talk about so, your book dude my book is it's it's running man and that's what's amazing i've been getting such great feedback i mean just people from all walks of life and i think that's what's one of the most exciting things because that's exactly what i was hoping to do that anyone out there not just the person that's like i love navy seals mm-hmm. i mean i've got doctors i've got lawyers i've got businessmen i've got moms and dads who have written me and said oh my god this book applied to me i was stuck on the x i didn't realize i was stuck on the x in my life until i read this book and you gave me a step by step process I love to it. drive forward. And you know, I'm going to do a little plug here. I actually think when you finished this book, you gave this book to our next guest and he trained this book up to run as fast as it's running because this <laughs> thing is an, is an athlete. It is, this book is amazing. I have read this book. I am going to read the book again and again and again, and I love it. And you know, it's amazing. And not to mention, but he, I do get a little uh, acknowledgement in the book. So appreciate yes, it. Yes, Very back underneath everybody else, but hey, who cares, right? No, you, I'm kidding. You get, hey, you know, I, I could have probably devoted an entire chapter to you and you would be upset at that. Why I, wasn't the entire book about I you? Know, Why I wasn't know. the book called Ray Cash Conquer Care? All right, guys. That'll be a, the next book I write. On a serious note, guys, you got to get out. You got to buy the book. All right, let's move on. Go. You know, I got to appreciate what you say in that, though. You're right. This individual that we have on the show, yes. if, if this book had gone to the NFL Combine, <sighs> it'd be a number one pick. MMA. I, I, if this book did anything, if this book had fought uh, in the octagon, it would have won at the level of the Gracies. If it was drafted, I think 133 times, it could have been coached by this person. I see what we're doing. I, I'm we're giving statistics, and he's sitting here laughing at us. If coaches of all coaches were to look for this book. It would be the book they'd be looking for because of the coach behind it. This person, if he got this book, he is writing his eighth book. So he would have helped us with the book that you're doing and I'm doing. I'm getting lost now, but let's get into <laughs> who this is. Let's get all, right, into- all, right, all right. So yeah, without further ado, I think you guys are so excited what we are laying down. This individual is absolutely amazing. He is known as the coach two coaches. And I got to tell you, guys that Ray and I have worked with, guys that we look up to, they look to this individual for his expertise. He has written eight books and his ninth book, Coach to Coach, is getting ready to come out. His books are The Book of Five Things, Rooney's Rules, Train to Win, Success Patterns, The Team Renzo Gracie Workout, Training for Warriors, Warrior Cardio, and Ultimate Warrior Workouts. And then he is on the editorial council of Brazil's Gracie Magazine, regular contributor to a magazine I know many of our listeners 
uh, read, which is Men's Health. He is the founder of Training for Warriors, an internet, an internationally recognized. Uh, he is an internationally recognized trainer, speaker, author, pioneer of strength and conditioning. He is out there. Guys, I can't even go through his entire resume. It is absolutely astounding. He's been featured. I could just throw up a whole bunch of national media oh my God. Uh, uh, acronyms, and he's been on them. Uh, the bottom line, he is out there. He is doing it. He has been in the trenches in fitness. He has led the way. He motivates. He inspires. And he is just an amazing individual. We are honored to have him on the show. Coach Martin Rooney, welcome to the Overcoming Conquer show. Holy cow, guys. Hey, uh, two things right there. Number one, I'm honored uh, to to be here. And thanks for setting the bar so low for the audience. (laughs) And uh, you know, and definitely uh, the other piece is, hey, for anybody listening that heard all that stuff, sometimes people will say, man, did you really do all that stuff? And the answer is, yeah, that just means I'm getting really old, you know? Uh, so so if you do one cool thing a year for 30 years, you got 30 cool things to talk about. And, uh, and hopefully we're going to cover some of those today. You know, it's awesome, Coach. Usually Jason comes to me for advice and stuff like this. And I, I'm not going to lie to you, and I'm just going to set the bar really low now. I've got a complete fitness heart on for you. And I'm not going to lie. <laughs> we met a little bit ago um, out in California. And I got to tell the audience the, the story about this. I knew who you were immediately. And I asked if I could get a picture with you. And you're like, who the hell is this guy? Um, but it was funny is I'm all about understanding how valuable time is for people like you. You know, Coach Sawalosi is my mentor in fitness. I called him and he was giggly about who you were and how you were his mentor. And um, Bedros Koulian came up and said, or someone said, hey, Coach Rudy needs a ride to the airport. I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do it. And I literally drove like 40 miles an hour to the airport. Like I knew he had time. And I was just questioning him and asking him questions about, you know, I gave a speech and this and that and fitness. And then I don't know how I suckered him into it, but I got his phone number. And (laughs) what's so cool is I've actually kept in touch with Coach. Um, I I can't call you by your first name. That just would be weird. Um, but just asking you for advice and stuff. And you've always, what I want the audience to know is even at your level, you know, you are a peak performance coach. I say I am, but holy shit, this is a whole different level of, of knowledge. Um, I love the fact that you're so humble. You always take time out. Um, you always tell me what you're doing with your family. So I wanted to personally thank you um, for taking the time and keeping, you know, the people who are trying to still get out of the trenches. Um, thank you for being so humble. Well, hey, I, not only do I appreciate that, but for everybody listening, there's the lesson right there. And it's the truth. Ray jumped so quick on, hey, I'll drive to the airport. That <laughs> actually, I felt bad, but I wanted to take advantage of it too, where never forget, because it says coach either on the back of your shirt or on your chest, doesn't mean that it's like time to stop learning. And I think, unfortunately, that's what a lot of coaches think that, oh, I'm in this position. So now I got nothing to learn anymore where, hey, I got the opportunity to ride with you, Ray, where, where I jumped at it, where that's way better than a Uber driver or, but remember that Uber wasn't running that day. So I didn't know what I was going to do, but it, but you taking all those, those shifty back roads and turning it into a two hour drive. I, you know, I did, I did. I didn't didn't know if you thought I I was going to try to rape you or what was going on, but I was, (laughs) I was learning what I could, man. I mean, literally I would have had my phone out, but I was asking a lot of questions and uh, he was giving me a lot of answers, so I was happy with it. So it was a win-win for me. I've been but wanting to meet you for years, you know? But that's the ultimate, though, too, is I think what we're going to hint at some of this stuff today is it's the ultimate honor of 
other coach to be able to share some stuff that he or she knows. And I mean, I don't know, like, I don't think, and that's, I think the purpose behind the book that's going to be coming out is I don't think everybody understands the role or, and, or just the great opportunity where, Hey, that was my pleasure to share some of that stuff. And, and Hey, another thing, uh, shout out to Ray for everybody listening. I said something during that conversation. I said, Hey man, would you like some feedback? You know, and because that's a dicey situation, you know, not yeah. everybody always wants to hear something. And he was, and man, Ray was like, give it to me, baby. You know, man, what do you got? Yeah. And, uh, and that again, you can only be a coach if people are open enough yeah. for the information that the coach has I and you it. were. So, uh, again, that was, that was a, a dual pleasure right there. Taking that ride. All right, sir. We're going to get into it. Cause, uh, here we go. So the first question is what I want to ask you. And it's I'm, I'm just coming out of the gate. We're going to get off course a little bit. What does the word coach mean to you? And do you think as a coach, people misuse that title today? Wow. Well, without a doubt, I mean, I think if I were to say just a big one right here, I think it's the most honorable thing that someone can be called. And, uh, and somebody might say, hey, hey, wait a minute, man, isn't that a doctor or shouldn't that be lawyer? And I say, man, like it still has this higher value because you might hear something from your doctor, but you'll, you'll choose not to listen. You know, just because somebody achieved becoming a lawyer, like, hey, they just went to a lot of school and sometimes it's not always the best information. But when somebody gets called coach, when you say, hey, coach, you're kind of giving them the reins to your life in many ways. And there's this, there's this level of respect and honor that we give to that, that I think we, we don't really remember, but, uh, ultimately it's what it means to me is you've been put in this position or this leadership role. And it's interesting that that word leadership doesn't always get, uh, combined with coach. A lot of times when people hear coach, they think sports, or unfortunately they think some, uh, life coach or business, uh, uh, use of it. But when somebody says coach, this is, hey, I'm looking for advice. I'm looking for some help. I, I, you have something that I need and, 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 and it could take me closer to, to where I'm trying to get to if I could have it. And uh, if everybody understood that, and when you read the new book, Coach to Coach, when everybody understands that, I think people are going to be very, uh, a little more cautious with the things that we say when we're known as a coach to someone else. And we're also going to respect a whole lot more uh, that position because something you could say could affect somebody for the rest of their lives. Wow. Well, you know, obviously you have been around a lot of coaches. I mean, who, who inspired you? Who Ooh. kicked you off to say, man, this is what I want to do. Like, yeah. man, this person just motivated, inspired me, and I want to do the same for others. Yeah. Well, great, great question right there. And, a lot, and I get that one a lot. And here's what I will say. I'm as inspired by a lot of the bad coaches I had as I was the good ones. But, and this is perfect timing, uh, I just got a text the other day from my, who I call my first real coach, my first like original coach. And uh, he was driving four or 500 miles out of the way, just seeing if I was around because he wanted to check in on me. And uh, he stopped by, I fed him as much as I could, we hung out, and all I continued to do was share the stories of how this guy influenced me. This guy found me when I was in seventh grade, right? Down, you know, not feeling good about myself, not doing well in school. And this guy, you know, he, he introduced me to track and field, which became not only such a passion in my life, but now I'm a track and field coach. And, uh, and it was all because, and this is important, you ready? It was all because the guy said I looked perfect for track. You know, so I had time in my... 
So listen to this. So at a time in my life when I didn't feel perfect at anything, I was a little overweight. I was sitting in my house. I wasn't doing nothing. This guy said, man, you look perfect to a kid. He didn't know where it could have been as easy to say, kid, you got no shot. Right. And, uh, that, that one tiny conversation changed not only the course of my life, but now the course of all the lives of the people that I've coached and my own children. And, uh, so that guy, I have always, and man, I, I got dozens of stories of the stuff that he did from, from, here's a great one. You know what I just did when he was here? You know what the best way was I could honor him? I showed him my varsity jacket and he didn't even get it. And I said, coach, this is the jacket that you said either, either everybody on the team's going to get jackets or nobody's going to get them. And I was from this blue collar town in Jersey. And uh, so we, we did car washes, fundraisers. We sold candy so that everybody got a jacket. And when they got that jacket, he handed it to him with your nickname that he gave you on it, which he still calls me today. And uh, I said, coach, they're going to bury me in that jacket, dude. And he didn't even even understand how important that was or what he did. You know why? Because it was just the right thing to do. So that would be the guy that got me kicked off for sure. And I was lucky. I was lucky that he showed up because it could like, that's how important a coach is. Cause if the right person at the right time shows up, man, it can change everything. You want to give him a shout out? Who, who is it? Yeah, so that, hey, that's coach Bill Scarola. He knows who he is. Cause when I, you know, here's the thing, he follows everything I do. He's always telling me how pumped up he is because of the stuff I'm doing, the people I'm helping. And every time I tell him it's cause of him, he, he always defers credit. Oh, no, it's not it. And now he's still even helping me. He's so pumped up about my daughter, who is a pretty high-level track and field athlete, that it's like he's, he's getting to coach me all over again. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So, well, I, you know, that, that leads us right into the word of the day, because yeah. you guys might not have noticed that uh, yeah. there's something about Coach Rooney. And uh, I will just, <laughs> this is all going to make sense oh, in yeah. just a second. So, <laughs> so as we always do, the word of the day, Mr. Cash Care. Yeah, this word of the day, actually, you're putting me to shame with this one. The, the word of the day is enthusiastic. So what's going to happen, Coach, is I'm going to read the Webster's Dictionary of it, and then you're going to interpret uh, your true meaning of it. So this is right out of here. Having or showing intense and eager enjoyment, interest or approval. Now, if you could, sir, could you elaborate on what the word enthusiastic means to you? Yeah, so big word. I would say when people ask me, what is my greatest secret? And Jay was hinting at it. It's kind of, they say, man, he's got enthusiasm. And here's the cool part. You ready? Enthusiasm. If you study words like all of us writers, you know, I'm sure that's, you know, we spend a lot of time. The written word or the spoken word is what we do. It's our currency. And enthusiasm or enthusiastic, the root is enthused which is from the Greek, which means to be filled with spirit. And mm. I like to even say it better. It's to be on fire, baby. Yeah. And, uh, and my dad always had this line, right? He would say, son, he sa- he'd say, son, you got to be on fire first before anybody's going to burn. And uh, I have just always taken that one that, so what enthusiastic means to me is before I can ever fire somebody up about something, I got to be enthusiastic about it first. And if I am, I got a greater opportunity. If they're a two and I'm a 10, maybe I can make a six. But most of the people that I see out there, they might know a whole lot of stuff, but unfortunately they're missing that enthusiasm component. And then they make a bunch of twos and threes because they're a three or a four. And uh, I'll say my greatest secret. I was, I I can't say I was the most knowledgeable. I always tried to be the most, I tried to be the most knowledgeable. I tried to learn everything I could, 
but nobody was going to beat me in the area of enthusiasm. And listen to this, it's the big key, because mm-hmm. this is a big part of the book that people are going to read. And, th- and this is the final piece. You ready? You got to transfer that enthusiasm to somebody else, but you know what you got to be most enthusiastic about? You know what you got to be most enthusiastic about if you want to be a great coach? Send it. Send it. Them. Yeah. You got to be, you got to be on fire about them. And if you're on fire about them, they get on fire about them again. That's what that coach did for me. Although he, yeah. he was so on fire about me that I started to get on fire about me. Like maybe I can do this. This is something possible. And I think we have forgotten that lesson. And that is the overall main thing that people are going to get from this book is that man in the, in a day and age of social media platforms and, and me, 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 it's like, man, you want to be a great coach. You gotta, you gotta be a little more pumped up about somebody else again. And that was always, that was always my greatest secret. If I was working with combine guys, they were the most important people in the world. It wasn't about me. If I was working with fighters, man, they were, I wanted them to be world champs. I was so excited about them that, 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 and here's the interesting part. You ready? When you stay excited so much about somebody else, Hey, relationships too, your wives, your kids, you never have any problems. But the minute you start like being more enthusiastic about something else than them, everything falls to crap, you know? So it's uh, so that word, it's a cornerstone. It's a keystone and, and it's free. Anybody can do it. Look, (laughs) I could be pumped out of my mind right now. I'm on this, on this podcast with you guys, we're all amped up or I could choose to, just be a slug and not be excited and, and just, and, and be all about me instead of everybody else. And, and I'll fail. And that one is free. It's just, nobody taught us that one in school. You know, that's what I love. I've actually had the pleasure of listening to you speak. I love your, your, your high energy, your no bullshit. Um, your vi- even though you're so knowledgeable, you always seem to be able to, and I don't want to use the term dumb it down, but you make all your material relatable to the audience who's there. I've heard you speak many times. You were just, I actually was uh, looking when you went over to Bahrain recently and watched the group when you were like on the track and how you were talking to them. And I love the energy. The question I have is, is what I love about you about being a coach is you say everybody in their own way is a coach. You know, like we, we had this talk before and it's something I've heard you say before. You know, I, I know you've, you've, you've coached some of the greatest athletes on the planet. And we'll get into that. But like, I want to know, you know, like you're, you're a coach, we're dads, we're coaches, you know, um, can you elaborate a little bit on what you meant by everyone's a coach? I I think people need to hear that because everybody just knows you as this, you know, this elitist who trains these high caliber athletes, but I think you do much more than that. Wow. Well, yeah. And hey, watch, watch the words. Sometimes I think elitist has a negative connotation. That's bad. <laughs> Sorry. So, so, for every, so for everybody listening, hold I your, am not that. Hold, Sorry. Your, hold your pinky up. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. <laughs> That's the furthest from that. But, uh, but here's what I would say. One line that struck me, which is pretty cool. And I got this from the martial arts with a lot of the men and guys, remember I'm standing on the shoulders of giants here. Like everything I talk about, it's only because I learned these lessons from somebody way better than me. And, uh, but one of the things that I've always tried to strive to, and I appreciate what you said there, Ray, is uh, a master doesn't take something simple and make it more complex so he, he or she looks smart. A master takes something real complex and makes it easy to understand for everybody, and then you can be a coach. And uh, so I've always tried to take concepts just like that one right there and make it really simple, not make it so complex. So, again, because see, if I try to do everything to look smart, I'm enthusiastic about me again, not everybody else. Gotcha. Right? But, uh, but definitely 
the the reason behind that or the reason why I've done that is if you can't get your point across or you cannot communicate what you're trying to communicate with your people, then, you know, man, what you're trying to coach isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. So, so does that answer the first part of it? It does. Of course. And what was, the, what was the second part? Cause I'm losing it. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was that? I kind of went on and on and on. Um, I just, well, we, we, we've established, you don't like uh, how everybody's a coach. How, how, yeah, how, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And that's really the so baseline perfect. of your so, next book. Yeah. And this, yeah. This is, if I were to say anything like this is the big mission is that I'm always trying to remind everybody, watch this one. And this is a simple way to say, it. if you're a parent, you're the most important coach in the world. Right. And I don't right. think everybody gets that one. So just like when somebody has the title coach, they don't understand. There was no handbook with that. You know, a lot of people are thrown in and they're just coaching kids. They, they have not been educated. When you, get, when you become parent for the first time, when I became parent for the first time, they didn't send me home with a manual. They sent me home with a kid and I didn't know what I was doing. Right. And so it's, but I'm, I've been coaching those kids up. I, that's my most important athletes right there. But then if you're a coworker, hey, you guys know, because hey, I've had the opportunity for everybody listening too. Just to give a little shout out to these guys, I've had the chance to go out to Coronado and watch it all go down and watch the training and what these people have been through. And they were making fun, not a little bit of it right there, nestling on the beach or whatever, where, hey, each one of you guys, mm. man, you're coaches to everybody else too. And everybody is somebody's coach mm-hmm. where, so ultimately, and you don't have to be the leader to be the coach. Mm-hmm. That's a biggie too. You can be the guy, like some of the best coaches I've ever worked with on teams weren't the head coach and they weren't the assistant coach. They weren't even the starters. They were some guy that like created the culture or pushed everybody up to the next level, even though they didn't have the right athletic skill. So the prerequisite of being a coach is not like you've been given a title or you got a PhD in something, right? Or you were a great athlete, man, anybody could be that. And I'm just, I'm really hoping with this book, when people read it, they, again, they understand that and they understand the responsibility. That's a big word that I should, the responsibility that comes with it, that man, you just, you just check yourself on little things that you could say that 20 years from now, somebody could be saying, man, my dad, what a jerk, you know, or, Hey, that guy that I worked with, man, he held me back where that could all be changed if we just understood it. I love it. Yeah. It's so powerful. I think so many people take, uh, you know, that's, it's something I call emotional leadership where we, we let slip these little things that can have massive negative impact. And, uh, and as a coach, man, all you want to do is fire people up. You want to motivate, you want to inspire them. You want to, I want to beat people to death with positivity, you know? I mean, so that you, you go smoking into the grave with, you know, you're like, I laid it all out there and I always had people that were positively pushing me. And that, that is what a coach does. And I think that's so amazing. I think everybody needs some of that in their life. So coach to coach is definitely a book. If you, if you're a dad, if you're a mom, if you run a business, I don't care who you are. Everybody's a coach, and I think that's such a foundational huge. thing. Yeah, we'll such watch, a huge. Well, watch this, guys. I'm going to even give you a little, you know, I'm going to give a little secret. And more, you know, some of these, I can't say they're secrets, but these are the things that I pulled out the most from my decades of coaching. And I'm going to even take what you just said right there a tiny bit further, where, like, because I'm promising everybody if they read the book, they can't make the mistakes. You want to know, you want to know if we dialed it all the way down to what a, what a coach, a coach's job is, and you'll never fail. You ready? Mm hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready. Send it. I'm ready. And it's going with what Ray said about making things so much simpler. Here's all it is. You find out 
what that person wants that you're working with. Whoever it is that you're working with, find out what they want. Find out what their goal is. Is it the NFL combine? Is it to win a UFC title? Is it to, is it to get good grades? Is it to lose a little bit of weight? Find out whatever it is, right? That's step one. And then step two, only do things for them or with them that can get them a little bit closer to that goal. Love it. If you do that, if you do that, they're going to love you and they'll never have a bad thing to say about you. And, and the odds are you're good. They're going to get it. They, you know, Hey, is everybody going to be UFC champ? No. Is everybody going to the NFL? No. But if you did everything in your power to make that just to give them something and they knew it, that it, they were a little bit better because of you, you cannot lose. And it's funny that like how many times and the coaches, and I could throw it out to you guys. Like, have you had some coaches that, didn't do that. That actually took you further away from what it was you wanted or, oh, or actually said the, the worst thing yeah. they could have said. Yeah. You know? Exactly. exactly. I yeah. Love it. No, it's so true. So coach, I got, so you literally, you, you've touched upon this, but I don't think people realize the level that you have had the ability to coach literally world-class fighters. You have, I was dumbfounded by this fact. You've developed some of the top NFL combine training programs in the country producing the fastest athlete at the 2001, four, five, and six NFL combines, first place finishers at 10 different position, positions, five all-time records, 130 athletes you've coached to be drafted in the NFL. So that is astounding. But here's my question, because you've talked about the two things. One, figure out what they want. And two, don't do anything that doesn't drive them towards what they want. But you have an ability that really makes people at, you know, Ray talked about the elite coaching level. You have the ability to tweak people past what they even believe is possible. And that is the highest level of coaching. So I'd love to know how you do that because there's a lot of us out there, you know, that, uh, um, you know, myself, I'm trying to gain, I'm trying to get stronger. Uh, so, and, and I've set certain goals for myself, but you know, hey, you know what? Not only can I get them there, but I can take him further. But I'm not going to put that out there yet because the reach will be too great. It's kind of like with when we have guys that are getting ready to start buds. If I took a guy at the start of buds and said, I want you to focus on graduation, he'd never make it because the hurdle is too big. But, but how do you take these elite, elite athletes and crank them up even a little bit higher to that truly elite world-class level? Man, well... You actually said one, another one of the keys and you don't even know it. I'm going to, uh, you know, so you had what I like to say a lot of times, this is a cool one is all the answers we seek, they're already in there. You already know them. You just need somebody to bring it out. You know, like, uh, like I sometimes make a joke. Everybody on planet earth knows how to eat right. They all know eight hours of sleep is uh, what we need. Just few people do it. You know, but when it comes to the highest level of elite performance, and here's what's interesting, because what we're touching in on and guys, hey, I've trained Olympic gold medalists. You know, I've been a coach. I was a coach within the NFL for eight different years with the Jets and the Giants and, and UFC champs and, and legit, legit guys, world, guys that were world champs in combat sports. That means best on planet Earth, you know, so I get it. Right. And, and here everybody is going to reach their level of incompetence, meaning there's either going to be a physical limit to what they can do, but most often it's not the physical that I believe. What I believe, especially say in the NFL, guys that I saw are the fighters. You can have so many different body types or styles and it can, they can still succeed. And uh, 
that's when they come to the mental roadblocks, right? And that is, hey, coaching, if I were to really say, coaching is way more mental than anything else. So watch this. I'm going to give you another little secret. I've talked about this before. You want to know how I broke through those things? And it's pretty simple. And the word is believe. And the job of a coach is to believe in that person more than they believe in themselves. And it's to nonstop, let them know you believe. Like you gotta just, you gotta be like, you are making it. I, like I have so much experience in this thing and you're making it, you are gonna make this thing. And you gotta just keep going and dripping on them and letting their brain marinate in that belief until they believe. Cause I'll tell you this, maybe you guys have experienced it. Say, cause you talked before about lifting, right? If you're lifting weights, right? I've watched people hit these weird sticking points in lifting. You know where they hit them at? It's either at 225, 315, 405. Now, why, why, do, why, do those numbers, why do those numbers seem suspicious that that seems to be the thing they miss, being in the gym? What, 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 the, what happens it's, when it's you hit the, them? It's the plate count. Yeah. You're stepping yep. up to the next level. Count. Yeah, so now, oh, wait, the plate got big. So wait, I can do 220 any day of the week, but now it's 225. I can't do it. See, that's not physical. That's here. And then the minute they believe they can do it, once they've done it, now they do it. You know, they can do it and they never miss because they believe they can do it. And what I was always great at was getting them first, watch this, ready, to believe in me because they got to believe in you as a coach that you're the person that can do it for them. But then you got to turn it completely around and believe in them. And uh, and that is the piece that I feel, again, that here, here's, the, here's the secret, because if all these combine guys, and hey, that stuff was great, but I'll tell you what, I, some of my greatest coaching moments were the high school football teams that won state titles, the stuff where, you know, it, it didn't have as high a profile, but it was the kind of thing that the belief part was even more important. But I think there is nothing cooler than when you watch somebody do something here's what I'm going to say about the NFL combine guys. It got easier for them to believe in me because I was this guy that everybody had to come to. And then when I believed in them, they believed there was, I I try to call it the magic, right? Like uh, electricity, you can't see it, but you know, it's real gravity. You can't see it. You know, it's real belief. I can't see it, but man, when they feel it, it's this incredible power. But here's something, what I was going to say is don't tell them, but there were some times, dude, I would believe, but I real I don't know if I really believed or not for some of them, but I, I still acted like I did. And they would pull stuff off that I would be like, I can't believe they just did that. Like that, you know, and that's when I really saw the power of it, you know. So short answer, believe in it. I uh, love man, it's so powerful. So what do you have a story, a specific individual who wouldn't mind you talking about this, who just not only did he blow you away, he blew himself away. I mean, he just crushed everything that you guys thought that they, that they could accomplish. And, and just, I mean, once they knocked down that belief wall, it was just like we're shattering records right and left. I mean. Absolutely. I mean, there are a bunch, let's put it this way. There are a bunch of names that come to mind like that. I'll give you a few quick ones that jump out at me. And he, it would be cool if he even eventually heard this. One guy is Cedric Pierman. He played a number of years in the NFL. When he came out uh, uh, to get ready to go to the NFL, he was coming out of the University of Virginia. Now listen to this. He was one of the smallest guys and shortest guys coming out at the running back position. And they measure everything there. They measure your head girth, They you know, your hand size. And he had the smallest hands of the entire 245 guys visited. So physically, they would have said he didn't have a chance. Then. He didn't even really have a stellar uh, 
uh, collegiate career, not something that they were talking about him getting drafted, but I was always the master of getting these guys ready to, to appear to be better than everybody else. And this guy was such a student and, and just, he believed and, and he just followed everything he said. And, uh, Holy cow. He ran one of the, he ran the fastest 10 time anybody's ever seen. He ran the perfect race, ran a four, three and uh, got drafted. And then because of his character and who he was stayed in the league for like a decade. And I remember standing on the sidelines recently at a Panthers game. And there he was on the other team. I couldn't even believe it. I didn't even know he was still playing. And it was just such a cool moment to see him. And he saw me and came run over. And, uh, and it was just that kind of thing that like, imagine I bought in, to not believing in that kid too. Right? Yeah. And yeah. So that's one big example. Now taking it way lower levels. Ready? Uh, there's a high school called Wayne Hills in New Jersey. Uh, I trained them and got to be their strength guy and speed guy. And this kind of like mental guy for a decade. We won so many state titles on the floor of giant stadium. And the one game that stands out the most is uh, not the, the state titles we won when we were expected to win, but one state title, we're in the finals and get this, there was a fight that had broken out a few weeks earlier and uh, there was a lot of he say, she say, but a number of our kids, the governor stepped in and a number of our kids, like more than half the starters were not allowed to play in the game. Wow. So they, so they had made it the whole way and now they were benched for the state final, like the state championship. And at the end, they didn't even tell you who the kids were. So when I got into the locker room, cause I would always give the pregame speech, when I got into the locker room, I didn't even know who was going to be there or who wasn't there. And when I looked, I was like, oh, my God, we're, yeah, we're missing some guys. But we got this guy. We got that guy. And I knew in that moment, whatever I said could have tremendous impact. And, and But here's what I'll tell you. Remember going back on that thing. I was probably like a lot of people. I was hoping maybe we won't lose 40 to nothing. Maybe it'll be 30 to nothing. Right. And uh, but I gave a speech of belief. It's actually on YouTube. People can watch it because there was another coach taping it. It's called the power of a coach is what I called it. And I just go into a fury about how I believe in them. I know the work we did and all the guys that were always dreaming that we're never going to play that could play in a state title. This was their night. And uh, we were losing at halftime, 15-12. And man, they went out in that second half and they went out and won the whole deal. And again, if I were to talk about belief or watching some things that you would have never expected that could happen, happen, those were those moments that galvanized for me how important it was not just to believe in somebody, but for everybody to have a coach that they believe in too. That's awesome. I love it. So coach, you've been, you've been doing this for 30 some years. I mean, you're no, you're no spring chicken. Can we, can we agree to that? (laughs) All right. Yeah. So I'm going to be 49 years old for everybody listening. So So here's the question I have for you. It's, it's two part question and it's, that's, it's this simple and all that time, what has been your greatest accomplishment and what has been your biggest obstacle or setback? Wow. Yeah. Boom. It just happened. Here's an interesting, no, but here's an interesting one. And 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 I'm taking notes. I've only only gotten this answer recently. And I think this is important for everybody because hey, we've hit the topic that everybody is a coach. And really, I think you could use the word coach and teacher synonymously. I think you could use the word coach and parent synonymously. And if I were to say my greatest achievement now, it's not that I made the U.S. bobsled team. It's not that I was a D1 track athlete. It's not that I had a, got a black belt in judo. It's not some of the stuff I did in my career. You ready what it is? Yeah. It's uh, that 
I've raised four pretty successful girls in the stuff that they're doing. In particular, my daughter uh, last year was 10th in the U.S. in the heptathlon. And uh, I'll tell you what, like I've had, a, I've had a lot of emotional moments in sport, a lot of them. But uh, what she did these last few track seasons, there were some times where I would be there crying on the track. Just And here's what I know, and, and I think everybody needs to listen to this one. If I would have sent hundreds of guys to the league and, and world champs and put belts around people's waists, but my kids would have been failures, I'm a failure. failure. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And, Amen. Uh, and I would have traded every bit of all the cool accolades you've heard today just to make sure that my kids did well too. So I want everybody to know my proudest achievement is I got a great relationship with those girls. I spend time on them and I, and, and I always made sure to carve it out because, and, and here's the thing though, in the beginning, I didn't know that. Like in the beginning, I think I saw it maybe as a little more expendable when they were young, but as the clock is ticking and I know I got one year left of my kid before she goes to college, man, last, last track season, I'm the track coach, uh, one of the track coaches at the high school. And uh, man, I, I didn't travel anywhere. I didn't go anywhere. I, man, that time was her time. And uh, it was some of the best time I spent. So, so in, in, in that regard, I would say my greatest uh, achievement, and now I'm going to give you biggest regret. Mm -hmm. You ready? I'm ready. And this one, this one, guys, I'm going to, and I'm going to show everybody how to solve the biggest regret too. And actually, I think the biggest regret is probably why a little bit why I'm the coach I am today too. And uh, my biggest regret is I never, I believe in my heart, I never went 100% all in on any athletic endeavor that I ever tried to pursue. And, and people might say, wait a minute, you were a DM1 athlete. And it's like, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't do everything I could have done. I, I did not go all in. I definitely didn't go all in when it was bobsled stuff. I think even the martial arts stuff, even though I was learning, it, I think in many ways to be able to coach my guys better, I just never singularly really went all in and gave my best. So at the end of my life, I could look back and say, I did everything in my power to, uh, to try to see where I could go. And what's interesting is, is I call that the greatest tragedy, right? Or the greatest regret in life is that people go with some of that great stuff still inside of them and never really pulled it out. And, uh, I'll say this, I have not made that mistake in my coaching though. And so I think all of those were a lesson that now I know it's so valuable that that I, I think is my job is how do I try to bring out that best thing in somebody else? Because it's too late for me now. I never, I never gave it. And now my body can't do what it once did, you know? So, so that's the one I think it haunts me a little, but it also motivates me every day because, uh, because I want to make sure everybody else doesn't make the same mistake. That's what a coach does, right? Like they've made somebody's mistakes. Now they're going to make sure somebody else doesn't make. Amen. So I have, I have a new idea for you. Ready for this coach? I want you to just close your eyes and visualize this. It could be a new show. You could take a 47 and three quarter year old Navy SEAL and you could bring him to you. You know, fuck Gog. I love David Goggins. I'm just kidding. But you know, living with a SEAL, it could be training a SEAL. We, I could come and do what you tell me for like I don't know. I don't want to push it. I'd say six months. I know it's a little long. And you like, could make like, me like a like, world-class athlete. But when I met you, that was the first thing I wanted to say. I literally wanted to go up to you and just say, train me. I did, I did that. <laughs> to, that's what I did to Coach Elosi. I was like, train me. And luckily he gave me some training tips hey, and things. I'll say this. If you could set, set the show up, hey, I'd be in for anything. And here, here's how I describe it too. When you're a coach, and here's another cool example. The other day I'm in the gym 
at one of our training for warriors and there was this kid walking out. And I think if you're a coach, you just naturally, you got to be inquisitive. You got to ask questions. This kid was walking out. He's a big kid. I said, Hey kid, what are you doing? You know, cause he was obviously home on a holiday break and, and he said, Oh, I'm training. And I said, Oh, cool. And, and he would have left it at that. And I said, well, what are you training for? He says, Oh, I'm training for football. Oh yeah. What are you doing? And he goes, well, I'm going to college to play football. And I, this kid was a monster. So I could tell he, 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 that's what I mean. It's the signs are there, right? Like there's something to ask a question about. And, uh, and I said, where are you going? He goes, I'm going to Ohio State. Yeah, go Bucks. I said, you're going to Ohio State. And instantly that means something. And we start talking a little. And that's when I said, hey, because he didn't know me from anybody. And I wanted to create credibility. And I just said some of the things that I had did. And I said, hey, would you mind if I gave you some advice? And the kid and I sat down. And I just tried to explain that, hey, where he's going, he, everybody's a five-star superstar like him. And where he's going, he's going to still have to go to a level that he has never imagined before and what he's going to want to be in order to be a starter and not maybe wait three or four years. And if the NFL is his dream, which he said it was, I gave him some tips on what's got to happen until then, too. And the kid walked out, and I walked out, and that's when I really realized that maybe here's another really important part. You want to know when you're really a coach? And when you don't want anything in return for any of your coaches, you know, like you just, you want to coach everybody. You want to give, you want to give as much away as you can because you're running out of time or, or like you got something really valuable that somebody could use. And I guess that why you just reminded me of that is, hey, I'd love to do a show or I'd love to, that's why I love coaching. Hey, I don't get paid by the way to coach those kids, which is pretty interesting. And, uh, but man, and you know, hopefully they're not listening to this, but I'd pay to do it. <laughs> I, I would pay to do it, to get an opportunity to influence kids' lives for the rest of their lives where I know 20, 30 years from now, somebody's going to show up and say, hey, coach, you, this thing you said to me, man, it made all the difference. And, uh, and again, if anybody's feeling it that's listening to this stuff, wait till you read the book. Like you read the book, you're going to cry. You read the book, it's going to have an effect. You're going to say something good to your kid. You're going to go to work the next day and help somebody out that you know needs it, but you've been holding back. And you're going to give your best too. And uh, yeah, so I just couldn't be more excited. Well, Coach, tell us one more time, real quickly. Name of the book. When's it coming out? And and where can they find it? Yeah, so the name of the book is Coach to Coach. Mm. And uh, hey, we didn't even describe it as it's a fictional story. So this is not a textbook. If you like stories, this is a story. I submitted it, and within a day, I was waiting for 100 rejections. Within a day, Wiley Publishing, which is one of the biggest publishing houses, they wrote back. They said, "Man, this is the one." Then, hey, hey. When people get it, they're going to be astounded. On the back cover, we got Dan Gable. On the back cover, we got Lou Holtz. On the back cover, we got Anson Dorrance, the winningest uh, U.S. coach in American history, if you know who Mia Hamm is. And you ready for this? I sent it to Rudy, the real Rudy Rudiger, and he wrote and said it was an incredible story. All these names are going to be on the back. So if people like learning through that, which is how I've always taught, it's coming out. uh, It's coming out March – I think 10th is the official release, but you can pre-order on amazon.com or Barnes and Noble and man, and I'm going to have, I'm going to be releasing a lot of, uh, different things that if people buy a certain number of copies or we're going to create some cool drawings and stuff where people are going to have an opportunity to win some coaching with me, which, uh, that might make Ray buy a bunch of copies. We got to watch out. It might, and I'm a little. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I'm a little pissed off. You didn't mention my name in the on the back of that book, but that's okay. No, Coach. I'm um, just kidding. On a serious note, um, I know we're running out of time. Um, 
you're very influential, not only to me, many other people. Um, and I'm, I'm Jason and I are coaches. Like you said, we're all coaches, but I, you know, I, I train people too. Um, I'm up and coming. I like to think that, you know, in, in my own mind as being the best that I can be, what three pieces of advice would you give to, um, young and upcoming coaches and or coaches who maybe, um, plateaued out? Yeah. We, and we call this the we call this the elevator pitch. Yeah. So basically, yeah. you're in an elevator. That big kid That's was right. in there. You got what three pieces of advice would you give? Yeah. That because and, and I'm gonna be. You're gonna see me on my phone. I'm gonna yeah. write these down. Okay. So man, well, the first I think we've already hit these. The first one that I would say, you got to be more enthusiastic about the people that you're coaching. Like, you know, the first easiest thing and it's free, you got to up your, I call it the enthusiasm score. So if you're a, if you know you're a five or people would rate you a four, the first thing, man, raise that score and things are going to change. The second one that we said, never stop learning. Uh, a great line right there uh, from Latin is Ancora Imparo. I've used that one a lot with many of my athletes, so many, so much, some of them have gotten it tattooed on them. And uh, if you've ever heard the story, it's both attributed to Da Vinci and Michelangelo. Mm -hmm. So I don't know who, which one, but both of these artists, when they were in their eighties, supposedly they were sketching one of them and under one of the sketches, when they were like 80 something years old, they wrote Ancora Imparo, which means I am still learning, which uh, guys coach doesn't mean you're done. Just like when I got my black belt, they said, that's not the end. That's the beginning. Mm -hmm. I feel the same way when somebody gets called a coach. And then number three would be when all else fails, the best gift you can give somebody is believing in them. I love it. And uh, man, if you can be somebody's strongest supporter, whether you want to call that their advocate or whatever else, everybody needs one of those. And, uh, and I don't think enough people have them. You know, it's, it's, if the world, here's again, for anybody listening, my big part of my mission is the world needs more coaches. Like every time I see something go wrong, especially in our country, because man, you guys know I travel a lot. What I get tired of hearing is, oh my God, you see what's going on in your country? Oh, something happened bad in your country. Something happened. And I always, I always think every time I hear something, I say, man, well, I know that person didn't have a great coach. I know that person didn't have somebody believing in them or showing them all the possibility or all the great stuff they could have done with their life. And, uh, and, and, or I see a bunch of interviews with a bunch of people that say, yeah, I saw this coming. This person was this and they were that, but I, I never see the interview with the person that gave their heart and soul and didn't give up on that person. And that person is a coach. And I just think we need more of them. Amen. So, Amen. Yeah. 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 All right, coach. Well, we're, we're coming up on the close of the show, man. I love, dude, you live up to your word. <laughs> and we're going to close on that, man. I'm fired up, but where can everybody find you? Give us, give us the digits, give us where you're at, give us the websites, yeah. give us the social, give it, give it to me. Yeah. So got, Hey, anybody can find social media on Instagram. I am at the Martin Rooney, he follows uh, just me. because there was a lot of them. So it's the Martin Rooney. Uh, Facebook, I'm always there. If people want to write me, I'm there. You can, uh, you know, I've got a public figure page, but my regular page too. And, uh, Hey, you can either check out coachinggreatness.com. That's where there's going to be a lot of information and a blog, uh, about this book, as well as, uh, uh, information uh, more about me or how you can get in touch with me there. So coachinggreatness.com. And if you want to hear more about training for warriors and just see our global mission of how we're helping 
thousands and thousands of people a day around the world, you can check out trainingforwarriors.com. And, uh, you know, in one of those ways, you're going to be able to find me. And, hey, I, I do try to make it a point to get back to everybody. And uh, so, you know, uh, hopefully I'll be able to do that if anybody's interested. All right. And the book is Coach to Coach. Guys, you need to go pre-order this book. It is going to be amazing. I tell you what, it's going to fire you up. And man, it is going to help you, just like he said, to help the people and to believe in the people in your life that are that are the most important. Love I think it. that's I what's it. so critical, man. So, all right. Well, let's wrap this show up. We're going to do our two minutes of motivation. So I think you are taking Ooh. it first this time. Miss, I'm going. Yeah. Coach care. I like it. Enthusi- okay. Enthusiastic be, or being enthusiastic. Lee is like me. Here we go, guys. This is it. You have to bring your fucking A game. You got to bring the fire every day, every second of every minute of every hour of every day. You have got to understand that you are an ambassador both on and off the field, whether it's battlefield, business field, or home field. You are a direct representation of the people that you surround yourself with. So you better be bringing your A game. You better be be up in it. You better be authentic. And ladies and gentlemen, you better be true to yourself. I love it. Enthusiasm. It is a choice, ladies and gentlemen. Every day you wake up, you have a choice with what you're going to do with your life. Your attitude will determine the outcome. And so many people in this world are going to choose negativity. They're going to tell you they don't believe in you. They don't believe in themselves. Choose that positivity. Have that relentless optimism, that relentless positivity. That is what enthusiasm is. And people need it in this day and age, man. We need more people out there that are firing people up to be absolutely amazing to be the greatest version of themselves. That is what coaches do. I'm kicking it to Coach Rooney to close us out. Send it. Bring it. The big finale, I would say, because those two points were great, but enthusiasm and being enthusiastic is a secret weapon. It's not only a secret weapon, but it's a competitive advantage because anybody that you've probably ever seen successful in their lives, they weren't dull and they weren't boring. Whatever it is, they were successful and they were fired up about it more than anybody else. And again, as you just heard, that's a choice and it's free. So if you choose to get fired up about something, more people are going to get fired up about that. And if you heard anything today, the more fired up you can be about some other person that you're trying to help, man, it's going to come back to you tenfold. So check your enthusiasm score. And I'm challenging everybody right now, do one thing to raise that score this week, at least one point. Boom. Yes. Producer Ryan, we're going to need a new wall because I'm about to fucking run through it. I love it. I love it. Woo! I've had a fitness boner for the last 54 minutes. I love it, sir. Damn. Oh, my God. All right. If you are not fired up after this show, you better get to the doctor because somebody needs to check your pulse. You are dead. I'm crying. So, all right, guys, we are wrapping this show Oh, my God. This has been another amazing episode yeah. of the Overcome and Conquer show. Coach Rooney, thank you so thank much you, for Coach. being on the show. Oh, You're amazing. Pleasure. Go buy this book. Holy smokes. I am Jason Overcome Redman. And I'm Ray Cashcare. And we are out. Boom. Thanks for listening to the Overcome and Conquer show. Tune in next time. And please remember to subscribe on iTunes. Please visit overcomeandconquer.com. The Overcome and Conquer show is presented by The Project. The Project is a full immersion, 75-hour experience designed for men who know in their core they are not living up to their fullest potential. Rather than waking up every morning ready to dominate life, the mediocre man rolls out of bed and slides into the same unfulfilling routine they've unhappily been in for way too long. 
The project is for men that have lost their eternal flame and motivation to conquer. It is for men living an unfulfilling life that lacks the excitement and purpose. If this resonates with you and you want to learn more, we encourage you to apply today at www.mdkproject.com forward slash OC show. Boom.